Yo. <laughs> Yo. We we uh we're using beautiful accents that you guys have, are gonna have to miss it's out, out on. Even, yeah, okay. It's just too ugly. We'll spare you. It's just too ugly. We'll spare you uh I'm excited the, for, for this episode. Brilliant, quite honestly. She's excited for this episode. Because it's a, it's a, it's a ghoul talk, it's a ghoul talk. which is very exciting. But before, before I just have to, I know you guys will appreciate the show. So I got to say, you have to watch this on Netflix. It's called the pharmacist. Ooh. It's amazing. Okay. It's like a, a true crime docuseries. Ooh, dang. All right. Yeah. It's about this pharmacist in Louisiana and his son was killed buying drugs and he like kind of solves that on his own because no one's really helping him. Right. And then he, like, starts, like, helping with the opioid crisis in New Orleans and, like, surrounding areas. Oh, wow. wow. Like, this one doctor was, like, writing a crazy amount of prescriptions for OxyContin, and it's this whole thing. But it's so good. Okay. Love and it. I just, I know you guys will appreciate I'm gonna, it because it's in. amazing. Thanks I just had to put man. that out there. Yeah. Any other wreck. hot wrecks? I feel like that one had to be said. Right. I just, I like almost want to rewatch it because that's how good it was. And I just watched it. So both seasons of The Sinner are good. That's the one with okay. exe- executive Beale. producer Jessica Beale. Yeah. She's in the first season. I didn't have high yeah. expectations, but it reeled me in. It got me. It's it's also like a, it's fictional, but it's, you know, a crime mystery mixed with a little bit of paranormal, teeny bit, teeny tiny bit. Um, yeah, the first season I watched and it was good, but yeah. then I couldn't get into the second one. I don't know why. And The Outsider on HBO. Ooh, I'm going to have to watch that. Stephen watch that King. Too. Yeah. It's hot. If you guys are into spooky stuff, true crime stuff, spooky stuff. Just watch all the shows. Yeah. <laughs> and send us recommendations, please, because yes. uh, we need them. We, we love Always. them and we need them. We're very much into the crime that, books as well. Okay, continue. We love them. <laughs> we love them. And let's just kick things off with the ghoul talk. Did we say who we were? Oh, we're the golden ghouls. Oh. Alyssa. Kylie Lynn. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Should we start using our middle names? I just, yeah. I had to hit, I had to hit them with it. <laughs> wow. She's rebranding. I love that. I love that for you, honey. <laughs> Fun time. fact. In fifth grade, I got an L.L. Bean backpack and you could get it um, personalized with your initials and your name. Yeah. yeah. And I was going into fifth grade and I was, I was like, you know what? No more KLD. We're going with Kylie Lynn. And Lynn no. is my middle name, but my mom's name is Sherry Lynn, and I wanted to be like her. So I was like, Kylie so Lynn, cute. all one word. All one word on the backpack. Oh. And so we did it. <laughs> Who knew that it's hard Ooh. to say Kylie Lynn? <laughs> I mean, I would look at that a little confused. Yeah. Kylie Lynn. Kylie Lynn. All one word. Kylie Lynn. It's the L's. Yep. They're too close together. And the Y. Yeah. Kylie Lynn. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh. Oh, oh, Kylie Lynn, mate. Kylie Lynn. Kylie Lynn. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. It's beautiful. But yeah. she wanted to be different, so. I tried to get my mom to call me Allie, and she was like, that's not the name I gave you, so <laughs> no. <laughs> she was like, if I wanted that to be your name, I, that's the name I would have given you. Oh, my God. God, Mom. mom call me Allie. 
I really wanted it. I wanted it so bad. Oh, that's great. But alas. Um, you know what? Not, it's not too not late. Her. It's not too late. I think it is too late. <laughs> it's a little too late. She's over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Who, who wants to take it away? You do it. I can do oh, it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Kylie does it. Kylie, go for it. Okay. Get crazy. So did we already mention this is a ghoul talk episode? It's ghoul talk. It's ghoul talk. We love it. Fun times. Listener stories. Send them to us. Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love the it. The Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is volume 17. Wow, wow. 17, baby. Crazy, dude. Dang. All right. So this is <clears throat> from Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. <laughs> Hi, lovely ghouls. You guys helped me survive life in Korea by giving me English human connection. Oh, dang. (laughs) The story that follows is actually why I listen to podcasts. I found you all looking for answers about what I had possibly experienced. Ooh, I'm getting chills already. Yeah. I moved from small town Kentucky to small town South Korea in early 2018. I'm a psychologist and teacher, so I basically function on skepticism and wine. (laughs) But life in Korea has changed that. The wine is still a happy relationship. The skepticism, not so much. Jess, just know that if you were here, we would all be hanging out and we would be friends already. (laughs) Totally. The truth. It's true. Okay. One night, I'm walking home with a friend at about 1 a.m. on our usual shortcut to our apartment building. We have walked this path a million times, and there's a door that has been closed since I have lived there. Oddly, I noticed it was open as we approached. My friend passed it without a second glance, and I was walking a few steps behind her. Out of curiosity, I stopped to see what the inside of the store looked like, and I noticed two yellow circles about two feet from the ground. The room was pitch black, so all I could see were these yellow lights which I assumed was just some kind of machinery. Everything changed when the two yellow circles began to rise, like whatever they were attached to was standing up. Nope. Nope. Oh my gosh. Here come the chills again. (laughs) (laughs) A dark gray figure began to step forward, and I saw it perfectly as it stepped into the doorframe. It was a tall slender humanoid figure it was around seven feet tall naked and genderless i'm a chunk of a gal and would usually rather die than run i said nothing (laughs) (laughs) i said nothing and high knee ran past by my friend she began running too panicking and asking why we were running as i said i don't like running (laughs) so i stopped after we were about four buildings down I ignored my freaking out friend and looked back. It had followed us and was keeping a short distance away. I couldn't compose myself enough to talk, so I resumed my running. <laughs> Finally, we reached the end of the street and I could see our home, so I stopped and told my friend, I'm going to type out what I'm seeing in my phone, lock it, and hand it to you. I want you to look back, focus, and tell me what you see. The psychologist in me didn't want us working ourselves into hysteria by building off of each other's descriptions. But I also needed confirmation that I didn't need an emergency visit to the hospital. (laughs) True, true, Jess. (laughs) She agreed while looking around behind us. After a moment, she shakily and wide-eyed said, 
Is it the thing behind the curve in the buildings? It was exactly where she said, using the building to partially shield itself and leaning out to look at us. She described in detail what I had hastily typed into my phone. So I unlocked the phone and she read my description. I began shaking and crying as we ran the rest of the way home. I have never in my life seen anything like that, and I still don't know what it was. It didn't seem frightening or malicious, just curious. So you might ask why I labeled it as a potential demon. That's because this is just the beginning of a long, disturbing journey for me that is still ongoing with an oppressive and aggressive demon. I'll send another what? yeah what <laughs> I'll send another email soon giving, giving the details of what I thought was the ghost of a student but is actually a demonic presence that has been with me and my sister for the past 10 <gasps> years. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Dang girl. If you guys read this, thank you so much for all the hard work you do. You make lesson planning so fun for me. Stay spooky. Lots of love, Jess. Jess, girl, what? One, are you okay? I, I need you. Yeah, I need to know. Yeah, why. I need to be freaking out. <laughs> For Two, real, send us another like email. This, I don't like Please this keep us presence. posted. My goodness. Jeez, also, man. woof. I remember lesson planning when I was out, <laughs> out in Vietnam, and I wish I I had a podcast to listen to during it. <laughs> Though yeah. I feel like my lessons would have gotten really spooky. <laughs> so maybe that's good that I didn't have Things that. would have started turning in class. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, have you guys ever heard of demons? <laughs> They're like, uh, Miss Kylie, what? <laughs> We're scared. Yeah. They're all like, can I call my mom, please? <laughs> uh, all right. We have another one. And this comes from Sarah. Hello. Hi, ghouls. Let's jump right in. I believe this occurred in either 1985 or 86. My mom only remembers that I was a toddler when it happened. We were living in a tiny two-bedroom trailer in rural central Texas. It was right before Christmas. Mm. A cold front, what folks in my part of the state would call a blue-tail norther, had come in and the wind was blowing a steady gale. Sometime after midnight, my mom was awakened by what she described as sounding like a busy restaurant, music, the rattle of silverware and dishes, laughter, and conversation. She checked the house, thinking the TV or radio was on, but everything was quiet. Deciding she had dreamed the whole thing, she went back to bed. She said she had just dozed off when someone yelled, hey, right in her face. I would Hello? be awake. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> She was about to go check again when she looked down the hallway and saw a bright light floating toward the front of our house. She says the light floated into the kitchen and then went out. When she got to the kitchen, she discovered the exhaust fan over our stove was throwing sparks and smoking. Thankfully, my dad was able to disconnect the power to it before it could catch fire. In our house, the kitchen was between the bedrooms and the front door. If the fan had caught fire, the wind would have most likely spread the flames before we could get out. My mother and I are both believers in the supernatural, but neither of us is prone to being fanciful. She believes that with all of her heart that a ghost saved our lives, and I believe it too. The reason I say ghost versus spirit or angel or whatnot is my great-grandfather. 
My mother is very close to him. She was his favorite of all the grandchildren. And although he had been gone for many years, she says she still felt his presence from time to time. She also said that when I was first able to speak in sentences, I told her, your grandfather floats through my window at night and talks to me. Oddly Whoa. enough, the kitchen of our trailer was roughly in the same spot where the house he died in once was. Writing is not at all my strong suit, but hopefully you will get the gist of my story. I have others from both of my parents, if you're interested. For whatever reason, my parents seem to draw unusual occurrences. Some of the stories were relayed to me. One I witnessed firsthand. Sarah. Wow, girl. No. It sounds like great-grandfather potentially saved your lives. It sound like that. Yeah. And also, yes, share the other stories. And you were a wonderful writer. We got more than the gist. Mm -hmm. We got the whole damn thing. It's true. You know, sometimes I wonder, like, what kind of spirits show up as, like, glowing orbs? I don't you know. You know, is that, like, a special kind of thing? Maybe. Is it you a know? grandpa? Like an, is it a, all grandpas are grandpa. orbs? <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that theory. Yeah. Pretty tight. <laughs> uh, I love it. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yes, for real. All right. I have one from Rochelle. <gasps> Rochelle. She says, greetings. I'm already in a somber mood as I recall this strange phenomenon. First, a little background. In 82, I met my future husband at Southwest Texas State University, now Texas State. Eat him up, cats. Yo, this sounds familiar. My parents met there. Wow. In the 80s. I didn't Weird. fucking meet anyone there. I had no friends. Uh, what? <laughs> I Girl, hated it. No. But anyway. Back to this. Okay. He was quite handsome and tall. It was a bittersweet relationship, but fast forward to 89, long after graduation when I reunited with him and we hastily got married. It did not feel genuine, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Soon things went from bad to worse and we agreed to divorce or annul the marriage. I moved back to the East, Co East Coast where I currently reside. The years passed by and soon he and the marriage tragedy was a distant memory. In early 2016, I had a strange dream. It was so real. I recall being in a familiar-looking bar with my ex-husband. The place looked very real. Wooden floor, dim lights. We were enjoying each other's company. My ex-husband seemed to have so much to say as I looked up into his face. I noticed that his mouth was stitched shut with about four to five big sewn-in stitches. I said, how can you talk with your mouth like that? And he said, it's no problem. I can speak fine. <laughs> having, been spooked, having been spooked such a dreadful and realistic dream, I decided to Google my ex. Sure enough, <laughs> I came across his name and his actual obituary. I learned he passed away in the very same month that I had that dream, no. March 2016. My dream occurred a few days after his death and funeral. Isn't that spooky? Yeah. Michelle. What? No, like, I wonder wild. how he died. That is, you know, nuts. Like, why was his mouth sewn shut? I don't know. That's got to mean something, right? Doesn't it? Yeah, like maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he died with something left unsaid, oh, or good one. That I don't know. Him. Yeah, there wasn't closure. Could, yes, mm -hmm. something. Something he needed to say, but he could talk. He never now. could. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I just got creepy. chills. Yeah. Uh -huh. 
That's spooky. Thanks for this story, Rochelle. Wow. It's a good one. All right. Similar to Rochelle, but this is Rachel. Okay. <laughs> Rachel says, hello, ghouls. I have another story to share about a spooky LA experience of mine. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about three and a half years ago, I was visiting some friends in LA to be totally real, L.A. gives me the weirdest vibes. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's super haunted. Well, for sure. Let's, let's see where this goes. Okay. Before I even got to my friend's place, I felt incredibly uneasy for no identifiable reason. Anywho, my friends lived in an older duplex in Koreatown, probably built in or around the 1920s. When I got there, the uneasy vibes quadrupled. I shook it off as being tired from traveling and tried to let it go. Flash forward to about 3 a.m. Yo, that's a really old building in a time where that land was like fucking like, you know, you got your mobsters, you know, you got your Hollywoods, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) So shit probably went down. Right. You're right. Crazy. You're right. She right. So it's 3 a.m. I was sleeping in the living room when I was suddenly woken up by what I can only describe as chanting. What? It was a low male singing voice that was a bit garbled. Garbled voices are spooky. Mm-hmm. I just have to put it out there. Honestly, it was reminiscent of the spooky operatic opening of that Justin Timberlake song, Cry Me a River, if that makes any <laughs> sense at all. It does. It can absolutely we, can does. Can we insert a little clip right here? I don't think we have the rights to that song. Six seconds. But... You can use it creative, creatively for six seconds. It's <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, no, that, okay. that we get that. Yeah. Um, it was accompanied by what sounded like rushing water and retching, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly where it was coming from. Like singing in the shower. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was unsettling as fuck, all caps. <laughs> Nobody else in the house woke up, and the chant, water, retching, continued for hours. Ew. Needless to say, I didn't sleep much that night. The next day, I casually asked my friends if they heard anything. They had not. I tried to brush it off as a crazy neighbor or a drunk guy on the street, but I wasn't convinced. To my horror, this continued every night for the entire week I was there. It sounded like it was inside the walls and nobody but me heard it. It didn't feel natural. Also, for the record, the neighbors downstairs were a quiet, young family. Hmm. It seemed unlikely that they were the culprit of this horrifying nightly display. This experience shook me so much that I didn't tell anyone about it until last year. Or until this year. I truly have no explanation for this. My friends still live in that apartment and haven't had any experiences, to my knowledge. But they did find an unidentifiable, mysterious bag of brown powder in their place shortly after I left. What? I have no idea if this is related or what that powder could have been. But it was strange enough that they felt the need to reach out to see if I knew anything about it. Cue the shoulder shrugs. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this spooky experience of mine. L.A. is a what? Mm-hmm. I just got an accent all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. L.A. is a wild place, y'all. Much love from New York City, Rachel B. Oh, girl, New York City's a wild place, my love. <sighs> you right. You know? You right. But L.A. is great. I, I've had some spooky experiences in L.A. myself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My, my friend lived in this house, and I swear to you... Like, I couldn't sleep the whole time I was there, 
And it was only after I left that he was like, yeah, so weird shit happened in that house. Like, mm-hmm. it was weird. But one night I woke up and I swore someone was in the kitchen cooking, specifically a fried egg. <laughs> what? Like, I heard the cabinets <laughs> open. I heard the cabinets open. Oh, my God. And you heard the egg crack. Yeah. You heard it sizzle. I heard it sizzle. You heard it I heard flip. the whole thing. Yep. It was so wow, bizarre. Dude. And there were two other people sleeping up there with me and they didn't hear anything. Yeah. So weird. Maybe somebody broke in and cooked an egg. No. Okay. I feel like I might, now that I'm telling this story, I feel like I might have told it before, but like refresher. Yeah. We had been cooking, we had been making cake balls the night before. Oh. So I knew how many eggs were left. So when I checked, no, there, were no eggs were gone. Shit, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yo, I stayed in an old, old house in uh, Beverly Hills one time, like on the outskirts, not like the the giant houses, but it was like on the side kind yeah. of. Um, and it, I couldn't sleep all night either. There was no explanation for that. Mm. I was comfy as fuck. So I, mean, I should have been able to sleep, but I couldn't. But I didn't, I didn't see anything or hear anything. I just went uncomfortable the whole yeah. time. So. Uh, it's weird. Stuff, I feel like. It gets even spookier up in the hills, which is where my friend's house was. And I was like, do you ever, like, see anyone watching you from the window across the street? And he was like, what are you talking about? It's like, that house (laughs) is super weird. And I feel like someone is watching me from that window. And he was like, don't fucking tell me that. Like, I never even looked at that window until now. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know. I got the vibes. There probably was someone watching you. Maybe. There's creepy people up in the hills, too. He doesn't live in that house anymore, so. But he says his new house is not haunted. Thank God. Although, I don't know. I'll have to check it out myself. Yeah, there's only one way to tell. It's to have Melissa come by. And that's to go. (laughs) You guys, I'm so excited. My um, consultation with a medium is this weekend. Oh, yeah. And we cannot wait. Wow. I will report back. Yes. Yes. I am ready. Dude, we're ready for you. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's going to be an event. I'm, like, very nervous, but very excited. Right. So. Natural feelings. Mm -hmm. Keep me in your thoughts, everyone. Every day. Yeah. And if anyone else has any spooky stories... Send them to us at the Golden Ghouls Podcast at gmail.com. We want them, we need them, we love them. We love them. That's true. Yeah, we're finally, I think we're about caught up on emails. So we're going to need, we're going to need, we're gonna a need more. That's right. Yeah. Think them up, write them down, or, you know, send us a tape. People are always like, I have a story, and then they never send it. I know. And that hurts my heart. But you can also send us a voice recording. You can. That's so much easier. Easy as one, two, three. It's uh, true. Yeah, you hit the button, you say the thing, you stop recording. And you send. And you send it. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow, a shorty but a fun one. Exactly. This is a good time. Yeah. I love you guys. Oh, I love you love too. Love you. And until next time, stay, stay spooky. spooky. Ooh. Ooh.